Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is The Sharp Edge, a sports conversation for the sports betting world. I bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. Featuring legendary handicapper Brandon Lang. How much that do-re may be for? And Scott Seidenberg. The Spartos, the Motorheads, Geeks, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. This is The Sharp Edge. Welcome into another edition of The Sharp Edge. I'm Scott Seidenberg alongside legendary handicapper Brandon Lang, who you can check out on brandonlang.com. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir and subscribe, rate, and review to The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from. Now, the information that we give you here on this podcast, not necessarily our official picks for the weekend, but most certainly our leans and what we are thinking as we get closer to Saturday and Sunday. And yes, some of these are our picks. I do tweet out picks at Scott's on Air, so you can check that out as well. But let's get it right into it, Brandon. And before we get into this weekend, we, we got to talk about Thursday Night Football. Dude, have you ever seen anything like what we saw last night where Miles Garrett ripped off Mason Rudolph's helmet and then swung it at him, striking the quarterback in the head. That was ridiculous, and good thing the NFL stepped in and suspended him for this year. Every guy out there last night that bet the Pittsburgh Steelers, every guy. My friends like to say I'm the guy who says the things that other guys think about but are afraid to say. And every guy that bet Pittsburgh last night and watched Mason Rudolph get cracked over the head, literally put their fist in the air and like, yeah, hit him again. Hit him again. Miles, yeah. hit him again. Crack that, crack it open. Crack it open. Maybe he can throw his fifth interception of the game. Crack him. Crack him again. 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 That's how I really feel. You do say the things that people want to say. I cannot stand. I can stand being on the wrong side of a game. I can stand losing games. You pick games every day. You're going to lose games every day. I get it. But but one guy, careless play, turnovers, that basic – the Pittsburgh defense played their butt off last night. At worst, that should have been a field goal game. At worst. Mm Mm-hmm. And to watch that guy implode, yeah, he's okay. I get it. But believe me, I, I, I wish Miles Garrett would have literally just cracked him two more times. Just and, not and, hurt and, him. And you, you look at what the Browns' defense did. They gave them every opportunity to yep. come back in the game. I mean, penalty yep. after penalty. The Steelers had every yep. opportunity to come back in that game because the Browns' offense did nothing in the second nope, half. Nothing. Two, the two big plays in the first half two chunk plays that they got um, and they somehow for the first time all year executed in the red zone and got touchdowns instead of field goals. Found that score game should have been nine, seven, um, you know, third and six at the goal line up 14, seven. Uh, they had him sacked. Um, he throws into the back of the guy. I it just, it, I'm so tired of, of the Browns and Baker Mayfield and Freddie kitchens who shouldn't be coaching in the NFL. And he got a reprieve last night. Well, you know, now it's time. From... Now it's time to fade them because Miles Garrett being out is definitely going to hurt their defense. And you know, I think that they're going to collapse now. That's what the Browns do. They they perform yep. when you count them out, and they collapse when you put expectations on them. I just, 
I I've, I've watched them all year long, and they're so poorly coached. Um, That's obvious. And what's, lost in the, and, and what's lost in the shuffle of of more than anything else is the hit on Dante Johnson was as vicious as ear hole, blood coming down the side yep. of his cheek. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, they are they may beat Miami, although I wouldn't put it past Miami to go in there and punch him right in the mouth as well as they're playing. And here's the funny thing about it. Mason Rudolph might not be able to play on the road in the NFL, as we saw last night. Brian Fitzpatrick will go in there next week, and he will shred that secondary. He will shred them. He will, he will shred them apart. I don't put it past them. Miami winning. Um, they're going to go into Pittsburgh and get destroyed. They'll beat Cincinnati. They'll go out to Arizona and get beat. And the Ravens are going to go in there and beat them. And then they'll beat the win at Cincinnati in the year. Um, yep. So all the hype of, of the Browns. And the line's already out. They're laying nine and a half against the Dolphins. Um, on the yeah, we'll take the Dolphins. I'll take the Dolphins all day long. <laughs> all day long. Oh, I mean, I may I may go to every sports book in town and hit that <laughs> game. So, anyway. Enough all right, let's hit, up, let's hit up this weekend's schedule. Uh, we'll start with college football Saturday, Brandon. Uh, Penn State coming off a loss to Minnesota in which they tried to rally at the end. They came up short. They're trying to bounce back from that first loss of the season. They're laying 14 and a half at home to a very challenging Indiana team. Can the Nittany Lions bounce back, or is this line too high? First of all, you're supposed to stay on the podcast. Brandon, last week you told everybody Minnesota outright. You did, and you said Kansas State would cover, and they did. There was a lot of things that we got right last week, my friend. Go ahead, uh, Illinois. Illinois, and by the way, Illinois was was my two uh, two unit play in the spread investor contest, which I took down first place after a ten four and two two week run plus nine and a half units, beating out Kelly in Vegas, who finished second place. I took home first place with a okay. two unit dime, okay. two unit Let's... play on Illinois. Okay. Now, do you remember the movie Top Gun? Of course, I do. Remember at the scene when Maverick's talking about getting the picture of the, the, the MIG? Yeah, because says, I was inverted. I, okay, says I, and then Goose comes over and goes, we, we, Maverick. <laughs> goes, oh, we. So before you take 100% credit for you winning the contest, how many of my picks did you use? A few. We had Illinois. We had Illinois. It just, uh, was it just all you? I so did not use Minnesota. Say, I should have. I should have used Minnesota. You know, that whether you used yeah. one of my picks, two of my picks, or none of my picks, <laughs> the fact that you used one or two of my picks means that. And, and you we, know what's funny? And I, and listen, I, and I'll admit this here on the podcast. I texted you my plays last week, right? And you responded back, I only like Illinois and Kansas State out of the plays that I sent you. And, yes, I hit. One of the other plays that I sent, which was Vatek, but I did lose the TCU play in triple overtime. How does Gary Patterson not go for two-point conversion there? I don't get it. And I lost the Oklahoma. So when you responded saying, only two I like, K-State and Illinois, guess what? 2-0 and o on the Brandon Lang response. Okay. You, you, so we, we won the contest. So you're buying dinner whenever we get together because of the we won the contest. So 
let's move on. Oh, um, the stakes are on I me, like, brother. The stakes are on me for sure. You okay, can guarantee that. So I like that. Minnesota. Uh, I, I like, I'm sorry, I like Indiana plus the points in this game. Um, I believe this is a huge letdown situation for Penn State. Um, I believe they understand based on where they're at, they're not getting into the final. You look at this Indiana team this year, um, the two losses, Ohio State and Michigan State. Last four games, 4-0 straight up, 3-1 and against the spread. In fact, the Hoosiers have covered all but three games this year. Just beat Northwestern 34-3, went in Nebraska and won. Uh, I, I just think that Penn State is in a letdown situation. Don't love the game, but if I had to play it, I would do a mini lean uh, towards the Indiana Hoosiers. Here's a game I absolutely love. I think Florida goes into Missouri and blows out the Tigers. That line is seven. I think Florida is an easy double-digit win there. Well, I have no opinion on that game. Um, good luck with that. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I hate when you say that. You. I hate when you say that. I know you do, but I'm just telling you, I don't like that game. Uh, Missouri could could finally just all of a sudden show up. Excuse me. They could they could all of a sudden at home, home dogs in conference play, uh, seem to, to, to get it done. Uh, I'm going to go back to a game that I had last week, and I'm going to jump in the boat with my man P.J. Fleck, and I'm going to row the boat again. I know the whole world loves Iowa in this game. Everybody I talk to, all the same knuckleheads that like Penn State last week saying Minnesota hasn't played anybody. Let's just look at the Iowa Hawkeyes, shall we, real quick? Shall we just take a little peek at the Iowa Hawkeyes? Because, ladies and gentlemen, I've said all year long, they are overrated. So they're losses. Lost at Michigan 10-3. Their quarterback turned it over 21 times. They came back home against Penn State, had them beat. Their quarterback turned it over 21 times. Purdue, they struggle at home to win by six. Their last win, Northwestern on the road, 20 to nothing. Iowa has covered only four uh, games this year, have not covered. Uh, so they're four and five against the number, I believe. I, I don't like their quarterback. I don't like their uniforms. I don't like their stadium. There's nothing I like about them. Minnesota. Had them last week, plus the points, outright over Penn State. Minnesota goes into Iowa and wins the game outright again. All right. We heard it there from Brandon Lang. Minnesota outright win in Kinnick. And if this was a night game, I'd probably feel a little differently about it and lean more towards Iowa. It's not a night game. So the atmosphere at Kinnick not going to be overwhelming for that team. And Minnesota as well coached as anybody. So that's a pretty good lean there. What's your feeling on big brother, little brother, Michigan, Michigan State? Uh, I mean, Mark D'Antonio. He's got one foot out the door. He's gone. I don't. I only recruit players who are going to sexually abuse women on campus. That guy, Mark Antonio. Yeah, he's gone. We know that. We know he's gone at the end of right. the year. Listen, you want to come to me? You know, this, is, this is his recruiting visit when he goes into a, a recruit's house. Hi, Mark Antonio, Coach Michigan State. How you doing, pal? Uh, Ma'am, can I talk to your son alone for a minute? Just me and him, and then I'll come in and talk to you and your husband. Okay, great. Door gets shut. Hey, bro, I got a lot of girls. Michigan State that like to be sexually assaulted. And I know your principal and your high school coach said I shouldn't take a chance on you because you've already sexually assaulted a girl here at the high school. But listen, I just come, I got seven players right now that are just 
having a field day up in Michigan State. Come play for me, son. Come play for me. And it's, uh, it's basically you're a wolf and there's sheep in the valley. Go, go, go after it. Go. All right? Welcome to Michigan State. Go get your parents. All right, me and you, buddy. Here we go. He's a scumbag. He's a scumbag mother you know what. And he should have been fired years ago along with that gymnastics teacher. That old university is a piece of crap for, for not getting behind. And, and the, 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 the fat pig gymnast teacher, if you look at her, she's fat, glasses. The first gymnast came to her and said, this, this guy did this to me. And she goes, well, we can't say anything because it will ruin our program and swept it under the carpet. And then all the carnage after that is on her soul when she rots in hell and sits down there with Satan talking about what a what a uh, just a, a horrible woman she is. D'Antonio is right next to it with what he allowed his players to get through and how they've how they swept it under the carpet. So I hope he I hope they get blown out by a hundred uh Michigan State. Uh Georgia Auburn that was a really good rant. Georgia Auburn, uh the game of the day in the SEC, Georgia three point road dogs against Bo Nixon company. You know, they're a three-point home dog, and if you if Bo Nix plays well, they can win the game outright. I was watching South Carolina play Appalachian State, and I'm watching Appalachian State beat South Carolina. And while this game is going on, I'm saying to myself, how on God's earth did, did South Carolina watch? beat Georgia? Yeah. I, I, and not only beat Georgia, but they beat Georgia in Georgia. Yep. And I'm like, oh, my God. God, I don't get it. Well, Jake Fromm threw the ball to them every time he had a if, chance to throw the ball to them. He threw the he gave them the he gave them the game. If Bo Nix plays well and doesn't take out the hot dog vendor in the first quarter, the mascot in the second quarter, the beer vendor in the upper deck in the third quarter, and then one of the parents of the linemen in section twenty eight, row twelve, in the fourth quarter. They have a chance to win this game outright. How much more impressive does the 23-20 effort look at LSU now based on what LSU did last week yeah. on Auburn going into to, to Death Valley and, and losing – not Death Valley, but going into LSU and losing 23-20. So um, my lean is toward Auburn. Um, but, again, a freshman quarterback at home. Jake Fromm has a big day. But I just have a feeling that game goes down the wire by the half point, take Auburn plus three and a half. Speaking of home dogs, Baylor's getting ten and a half at home against Oklahoma. I, I, I don't think there's any way that you can not bet the Baylor Bears here. Think about this. I test. So people just think Oklahoma is this really great football team. And when you take a minute to look at their schedule, they start off the year with the Houston Cougars and the South Dakota Coyotes, powerhouse Coyotes. Oh, my God. Just what a program. Okay, they start off, Then they go at UCLA. And they get Texas Tech at home, and then they play at Kansas. And they play Texas in the Red River Shootout, and then the last three weeks, West Virginia at Kansas State, Iowa State. Now, at Kansas State, as a 23-and-a-half-point road favorite, they give up 48 points. They give up almost 50 points on the road at Kansas State to K-State's offense and lose 48-41. And in the last week at home, they give up 41 to Iowa State. And if the Iowa State quarterback looks at his tight end on the two-point conversion, the tight end that caught the touchdown pass, if he just says, I'm putting my whole life in your hands, and just looks for him, 
Iowa State wins that game outright because he was wide open. But no, let's throw the fade route and let, let it get knocked down. Now, Baylor goes into Kansas State, holds them to 12 points, and beats them 31-12. And the entire world is off Baylor right now because they struggled at home against West Virginia. If you watched that game, it was Thursday night. It was Halloween night. It was 7-0. Start of the second half, first play of the second half, Baylor hits their stud receiver. He's going to go down to about the 30. That's going to be 14 nothing before you can blink. Then it's blowout on. Kids get stripped fumbles. Yep. Then it becomes a game. Then, then it becomes a game. And they squeak it out 17-14. Then they go into TCU, the game you just talked about. They went into overtime. They got the stops they needed. The defense played their butt off. And they got a win to keep it alive. And then they turn around, and now here they are at home getting 10. So, so, so off that platform. I have Baylor at home with a far superior defense. I have Baylor at home with an offense that's going to be able to score on a Oklahoma defense that in the last two weeks has given up 41, 48. And prior to that, 27 to to, to, to Texas. And prior to that, 20 to Kansas. Do you trust them laying 10? I'm sorry, bro. I, I I I don't see it. I do not see it. Hey, it fits my system, which is primetime home dogs against top 10 opponents. Nationally televised games. I always go with that home dog. I'm getting 10 and a half in this one. I think it's a steal. I got to put it in before it gets lower because this is I clearly going to drop down. You got to get this one I at agree. 10 and a half. Put it in now. I, I agree. Any other college games step out to step, uh, jump out to you before we go to the NFL? Just Minnesota. Uh, Tom Herman is a dog, 14-4 and four against the spread. Um, and then uh, a Navy plus 7.5 over, over Notre Dame. I think Navy yeah. has a chance to go in there when they game out. Or they've covered 12 of the last 14 in South Bend. Um, and Navy's been a cash cow all year long. I mean, you look at Navy. They, they, they were leading Memphis. And dominated Memphis in the first half, gave up an 80-yard run. They gave up a kickoff return for a touchdown. They were catching 11 and lost by 12, heartbreak non-cover. And then against Tulane, they were up three scores in the second half, laying three, and Tulane came back to backdoor the push, 41-38. Other than that, they've covered every game this year. They are one or two plays away from being undefeated against the spread this year by the half point, get seven and a half with the midship, and I think that game goes right down the wire. I love it. I love it. Let's go to the NFL on Sunday. Uh, the Lions are going to be without Matt Stafford once again. Cowboys six and a half point road favorites. Uh, don't really have a feel on that game. Cowboys would be where I would lean on that one. Here's one that I actually really like. I think the Jaguars can go into Indy and win that game against the Colts. They're three point dogs. Don't know about Jacoby Brissett. Could be Brian Hoyer once again. I just think that a lot of people are down on the Jaguars. Nick Foles is coming back to start this game, which means their offense is going to look completely different than what it looked like with Gardner Minshew. I think there's value here on the Jaguars plus the three. I think you're right. I think the right side of the game, without question, is Jacksonville. Um, and, and again, listen, Nick Foles has made me a ton of money, so I have no problem get behind that Nick Foles bandwagon who has just done an unbelievable job. Um, for me, it's it's not a fluke that the Falcons went in and beat the Saints. They seem to have found something. Um, divisional game. I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I, I just do not believe Carolina is as good as everybody is making them out to be. 
I just don't. The Falcons are 8-1 and against the spread of the dog when coming up a straight-up underdog win. Um, and 7-1 and, and, and straight-up against the spread in their last eight games in this series. The, for me, the clincher, the Falcons are 8-1 and against the spread as a dog when coming up a straight underdog in, which I said, including 7-0 and against the spread if they're a dog of two or more points. McCaffrey banged up. Give me Atlanta plus four and a half all day long over the Carolina Panthers. How do you think the Saints bounce back after that loss? They're five and a half point road favorites in Tampa. It's one place they haven't played well. I think they're going to be in a dogfight. I think the game goes over the post total. Um, I, I think Jameis Winston against that defense is probably going to throw a couple picks, but when it's all said and done, the numbers certainly tell you that this is a place that, that the the Saints have not played well. It just is, historically speaking. Um, I had some notes on this game that, that – uh, So you like over the posted lot. total, 49 and a half, huh? Yeah. Um, coming off a home loss, um, Saints are 2-11 against the spread if they're laying four points or more in their next game. Um, wow. I, I've learned to kind of stay away from – uh, games involving Jameis Winston because you never know what you're going to get. Um, <laughs> so the, for me, the value is Deshaun Watson plus the four over Baltimore in his NFL career. Deshaun Watson's been an underdog 12 times. He's 10 and two against the spread. I mean, all it does is just get it done as an underdog. I mean, you look at him, look at him this year. He's catching one in London against Jacksonville, covered there. Um, Reno is a dog this year, ten and two. I'm gonna I'm gonna write Houston plus the four for Baltimore. I love it. I think that's that's one that I'm definitely gonna be on. Uh, everyone's in love with the Ravens. The Texans are a really good team, and they're fighting to be that second or third team in the AFC as well. Uh, Patriots and Eagles in Philly. Philly a three and a half point home dog. I think that hook is the magic number for me. I actually like the Eagles as a the home dog here. I'll say it again. When you're the Patriots. And you play the schedule that they played, and you only have the 11th ranked offense. I'm sorry, 21st ranked offense in the NFL against that schedule. It's easy for people to think that you are better than you are. And when I told people the Ravens were going to give them their first loss of the year, um, it was because of that, that against that soft schedule, their offense was only 21 in the NFL. Now they're coming out of their bye week and people are Belichick out of his bye week and yada, yada, yada. I'm sorry, man. I like the Eagles here. I don't think the, the, the Patriot offense is good enough to scare you in thinking that they're just going to roll in here and, and, and blow this team out. Give me Philadelphia plus three and a half. All right. Anywhere else you're leaning uh, Monday night in Mexico city. I like the chiefs over the chargers. I'm going to watch Desperate Housewives of Israel. <laughs> I'm going to watch Desperate Housewives of Israel. Get me some falafels. Um, put the thing over the head that they wear, the, the turban or whatever, and, and, uh, and get a Buddha statue out, light candles, and stay as far away from Philip Rivers as I can. There will be nobody happier on the face of the planet Earth when he retires in May, nobody just uh, the way he shot puts the ball, the way he winds, the, 
Why can't he get cracked over the head by somebody? That's what I want to know. As many interceptions <laughs> and pick sixes as that guy's thrown. Somebody whack him over the head for me. Maybe one of his eight, eight, nine, ten kids will. But um, you know, who knows? I'll, 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 I'm staying away from that game. So good luck. One other note that I just found out about that Colts Jaguars game: uh, no T.Y. Hilton once again, and no Paris Campbell as well for the Colts. So banged up Colts team as a favorite over Nick Foles. Give me the Jaguars. I think that might be my play of the day on Sunday. There it is. There it is. Scott with the Jags. Ready to roll. All right, buddy. All right, bro. Well, good luck. Thank you once again for your help in helping us win the contest, Brandon. Thank you. You got it, buddy. No, we that's we, Matt. We inverted, by the way. I said, have you us. seen the new trailer for Top Gun, by the way? Of course I have. Uh, I'm going to see Ferrari and Ford at uh, 445 today, Vegas time. So I'll have a full review for you. All right. All right. You enjoy that. All right, bud. Talk to you later. <laughs> later. There he is, Brandon Lang. Check out his work on brandonlang.com. You can always follow me, Scott Seidenberg, on Twitter at Scott's On Air. It's S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Do us a favor. Subscribe, rate, and review The Sharp Edge wherever you get your podcasts from. You can check us out on the Believe Podcast Network at B-L-E-A-V.com. Drop us a note. Let us know you love it, you hate it, whatever. We appreciate all feedback. Good luck this weekend, and we'll get back to you next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.